Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Rubber gloves have touched so much dirty stuff. And the only way to put on rubber gloves is to touch the rubber gloves. So then you take the dirty stuff that the rubber gloves are living with, and then you put them on your fingers, and then you stuff them into rubber, and then you sweat, and then it all goes into your skin. So you're basically much worse off than if you use your mouth. Adrift with Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. Summertime and the living is easy. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to say off the bat that the the podcasts at the moment are a wee bit shorter than they tend to be. And the reason for this is basically we're stockpiling them. Hmm. So I... um, I've, I'm away a bit in August, and we thought, should we do what we did with the old radio show? Just go away and not have a podcast. Mm. And people used to whinge about that. Mm. Um, or should we like double up a few weeks and get some extra ones in the in the back pocket? And that's what we've done. Yep. But the sort of side effect of that is um, they're, they're a little bit shorter. Right. Yeah. And you know, all our topical things are out the window. <laughs> we had yeah um so i just wanted to explain that in case uh, in case you're thinking you're being shortchanged mm. you are being shortchanged yes yeah however um better than nothing that's that's it better than nothing yeah. so good um let's start talking about my relationship with the dishwasher okay so it's it really is a love-hate relationship in as much as i really love loading the dishwasher right and i really hate unloading the dishwasher why do you love loading it i don't know there's something of the jigsaw of the tetris to it right have you got a system i have got a system right. and i think i'm really good at it and i think and, i'm good at it and, too. and if yeah. i look you know if sometimes my wife has loaded the dishwasher and i look inside it done it wrong yeah yeah Same, yeah, yeah exactly yeah, that yeah, thing yeah, yeah. Uh, the only thing i hate about loading the dishwasher is if ever, ever the light starts flashing where you have to put salt into it Ugh. i mean that feels like the most laborious thing and it, the salt the amount of salt it takes like i'm there until my arm aches it <laughs> never ends i'm worried about his blood pressure <laughs> yeah, yeah. that much salt yeah, yeah, hypertension. What's he doing with that soul? I don't, I don't know. know. No, one I don't knows. Know. no one knows. Although I have recently, after extensive trawling of Amazon, I've recently found. So, so f- on our dishwasher, at least, it's it's the 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 positioning of the hole for the salt to go in is in such an inconvenient place. It's difficult to get the bag and pour the salt yeah, into the thing yeah. without it then spilling out into yes. the dishwasher and going everywhere. And then you try spooning it, and that doesn't work well. Mm. But I've I've found these containers. They're they're the cardboard oh cones 
of God. salt no, and you can pour up. directly into shut the hole. Life changer, no. life changer. Anyway, so I, I then don't know why <laughs> unloading the dishwasher, dishwasher is such an unpleasant job. Mm. I, th- I think it's a bit like tidying up after a party. But everything's clean now. I like the cleanliness there of it. There is that, there yeah. is that. But sort of putting the stuff into the dishwasher feels like the good bit. And then it's like, oh, good, take it out and put it away mm. again. Um, and I've started doing a thing mm. that I just thought was funny to mention, like an odd idiosyncrasy. And I wonder if anybody else does this. So I'll be unloading the dishwasher and I'll take the plates out and put them back where they go and then put the pans back where they go. And then the last thing I'm going to do is the cutlery. Okay. And sometimes I look at the cutlery and if it's not filled up the whole cutlery section... You don't. I think, oh, I'm going to let it go You let it again. go again? <laughs> yeah, yeah. you can't be bothered. Yeah. No. But the way I think of it is like it's a real treat for the cutlery. Like, you know, when you go on the Dodgem cars yeah. uh, or on the, you know, a roller coaster or whatever, and sometimes you get to the end and you say, oh, can I go around one more time? <laughs> I think you're just showing off that you've got more than four forks. <laughs> Look at you with your more than four forks. Sometimes when you're not paying attention, you didn't even realise you're in a sewer. That's not the case here. Right now you're on a lake and it's, it's really nice. Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port, Adrift. It's a play on words about water. Hey, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email. Hello at Adrift podcast.com you've heard the stories on the podcast you've probably got ones of your own it is time for you to join in and share yours hello at adriftpodcast.com this is from ben brown i have a story of trying to be assertive many years ago i moved to london from a little picturesque village in the north of essex they do exist i was probably about 21 so i thought i was a grown-up i'm 46 now and realize i'm still not a grown-up I've always been a confident driver, except when it came to tests, which I kept on failing. Anyway, I'd long since passed my test and was told when I was driving in London to be assertive as it was very different to where I was living. My first experience of the Hanger Lane gyratory system was my chance to do just that and be brave. It was absolute gridlock on all approaching roads. So when it was my turn to join the roundabout, I saw drivers being quite civil and letting one car out and moving forward. Relieved, I got to my turn and went to join, but was blocked off by a man who clearly wasn't being civil. I immediately began being assertive. I edged my car in front of his. He started gesticulating, but I stuck to my guns, getting more and more nervous. He gave me no space and kept as close to the car in front as before. When the vehicle in front of him moved again, I took my chance and took as much space as I could. He was going mad now. And that's when I realised the vehicle in front was an AA car and Uh, he was being towed. uh. (laughs) The AA man had got out and looked at me, rolling his eyes. I went bright red, apologised profusely and tried to reverse out of the situation. (laughs) I stopped trying to be so assertive after that. That thing about being an assertive driver reminds me a little bit of, you know, my dad was a driving instructor. Mm. And he really worked very hard at it, but for for all these reasons, up to and including him not being much of a people person, <laughs> it, it sort of didn't work out for him, so he just did it for two or three years. Mm. But he he had at some point this Chinese student called Bing. Right. Who had tried to pass and fail his test on a number of occasions. Um, and my dad sort of really took this guy under his wing. He would talk about him a lot. He'd come home frustrated because I think sometimes it was difficult to make himself understood because Bing's English wasn't good. And my dad, like, I, th- I feel like a lot of people, my dad's attitude uh, towards a lot of things has evolved right. over the years right. and he's become more understanding. Mm-hmm. Um and I certainly, you know, wouldn't have ever called my dad a racist, but 
not necessarily the most forward thinking back then. Okay. But he really loved Bing and took him under his wing, as I say. But he, when Bing finally passed his test, my dad told me about the advice that he gave to him on the day he passed. He mm. says, Bing, I've enjoyed teaching you. You go out there, but you've got to be careful on the roads because there will be people out there who will try and cut you up just because you're Chinese. <laughs> So you just watch out for those people. Oh. So he's trying to say a nice thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's something so bizarre going on in his head yeah. that he thinks there are drivers on the road what? who are going out to sort of drive aggressively towards people yeah. because they're Chinese. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Hey, Bing's okay. I'm sure Bing yeah. I'm sure Bing is fine and often will tell his friends and family <laughs> uh, in a bemused fashion about his strange Sort of well-meaning, but slightly off-driving instructor. (laughs) Okay, this is from Chief Imperial Mark Hector. I am not a single parent, but as my lovely wife works shifts, I often have to take my two daughters out alone. The three of us often frequent well-known burger franchises, and I feel that sometimes I get a certain type of glance, which I interpret as, oh, he's spending his one-day week with them, taking them for a burger. (laughs) Do I ignore this? No. When we finish, I stand up and blurt as loud as I can, come on, girls, Mubby will be home from work now, so that all can hear. I'm paranoid, I know. But I've had similar things. And, but then in that situation when you're going, come on, girls, mummy will be home from work now, that could sound like uh, I'm going to give you back to mum who's home from work yeah, now. Yeah, you know, he needs to work on that. Yeah. And then we'll all be at home together as a happy as family. As a happy family. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Needs to add that on to yeah. it, definitely. OK, and this is from our Lord Great Chamberlain. In lieu of a single more substantial story, I would like to share a brief pair of events that I feel adequately sum up my recent assemblage of awkward human interactions. I should explain that I work at my family-owned retail swimming pool supply store in Oklahoma. We sell what you might expect, chemicals, equipment, parts, toys, etc. A substantial percentage of our customers take advantage of our free water analysis and advice and are therefore regular visitors. The main point is I see hundreds of the same people repeatedly. There exists in the whole a small group of individual customers who, upon entering the shop, cause me to involuntarily flee to the relative safety of the storeroom. (laughs) These are people with whom I've had a loathsome pass in one way or another. (laughs) This summer, I found it necessary to add two new individuals to the group that I must avoid at all costs. The first instance involves a woman with whom my wife was conversing one day at the register. I was standing behind the counter, not really a part of the goings-on, when I noticed the woman's T-shirt. The design of the shirt included a whimsical, child-like illustration of a cityscape, somewhat familiar-looking, but one I couldn't quite place. As a lover of travel, I struggled to read the somewhat obscured text below the illustration, presumably the name of the city. The text was, of course, obscured by its placement on the underside of her, well, you get it. As I stared ardently, and I might add innocently, my gaze was interrupted by a pair of snapping fingers. Up here, buddy, the woman (laughs) stated flatly, pointing to her face. I was immediately mortified. Wait, no, I wasn't. I was trying to read. Uh Uh-huh was her damning oh, no, dismissive no. reply. I've no memory of what I did next. I probably retired red-faced to the storeroom. <laughs> Needless to say, I've had no further interactions with this woman. It's driving me mad as well that it's unresolved and he doesn't know which city it is. Oh, yeah, we all want to know. Yeah. 
The second instance involves another regular customer. This young lady, a person I'd helped dozens of times previously, came in one afternoon looking for a part for her pool filter. As we discussed the problem she was having, the woman revealed that she'd photos of her pool equipment on her phone. Fantastic, I said. Seeing photos helps to identify... You can do it. You've got this. Specific, sorry, Annabelle, brands, models and subsequent parts. I was impressed by her forethought. As the woman began flipping through her photos, I leaned over the counter and turned somewhat sideways, preparing to have a look. She mirrored my posture on the opposite side of the counter. She clicked the first photo and enlarged it. We spoke for a few moments before she flicked to the next, a better view of the filter. Ah, yes, excellent, I said. Do you have a picture of the label? I inquired, having almost enough information to look up parts. Our positioning in this moment was quite committed. Both of our torsos were essentially laid on the counter, shoulders adjoined in keen mutual interest. Flick. A different image appeared altogether. At a patio table, cocktail in hand, sat my smiling customer, completely topless. Uh. My face was inches from the screen. I had nowhere to go, no way of playing this off. Flick, flick, flick in the opposite direction, an image of a filter label appeared. Not a word was spoken as I noticed the pertinent information and began gathering her needed parts. We completed the transaction quickly and without any further eye contact. I've seen her several times since, but only from the shadow safety of the storeroom. I think it's for the best. So does my wife. I'm convinced when the store eventually and inevitably falters, it'll be in large part down to me hiding from the ever-increasing number of horrible social interactions. I briefly considered the latter story as possible fodder for problematic, but quickly thought better of it. Let's face it, the only possible solution is avoidance. You're right. Uh, please share your stories. Thank you to everybody who did this week. The bravery is admirable. You can email us, hello at adriftpodcast.com. If you know Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port, you may also know that they're sick. Sick in a medium way. Very neutral. Neutral sick. Adrift. Annabelle Emily Bott. Yes. Prepared a story, have you? Yes. <laughs> what's the uh, What's the subject this week? Well, I don't go out to eat an awful lot. Mainly, I think, because I often think about food. Well, this is nice, but I'd rather be having penne arrabbiata at home in front of Love Island or The Handmaid's Tale. I mean, I could be out to dinner with Peter Usenoff or Noel Coward or Quentin Crisp, <laughs> and it would all be very nice, but would it be as good as a Love Island recoupling or that one after Casa Amor? No, it wouldn't. <laughs> it just wouldn't. <laughs> but, you know, it's nice to go out somewhere, see somewhere new every now and then, see friends. And I have had two incredible things happen to me in restaurants. The first was with you, Jeff. Mm, we I were in a, know where this oh, is yes. going. Oh, yes. We were in a Thai restaurant in Sweden and I'd ordered a green vegetable curry. I don't recall exactly what was in it, apart from there was definitely mushrooms, because... As one mushroom, as it made its way towards my mouth, on a spoon, if I remember rightly, <laughs> in a small pool of coconut milk, my eyes glanced down towards it and I was stunned to see the face of a Hollywood icon staring back at me. <laughs> E.T. The mushroom looked identical to E.T.'s face. 
had the big wide apart eyes, the snub nose, the lipless mouth, exactly the same face shape. It was like if mushrooms were secretly making films under that soil they live in and they'd done a mushroom version of E.T. I'd got lucky as the star was on my spoon. <laughs> now, I immediately showed it to you, Jeff. I'm not sure what you can recall about it. I mean, not much, not much. Like, no, really? You don't remember? Like, obviously, it looked exactly like E.T., right? Uh, yeah, what? I mean, I remember, the, I remember there being like this huge to-do about a mushroom looking like E.T. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember if at the time I, I would have been a little cynical or if uh, you know I I was as uh, excited as everybody else I'm I'm quite shocked because I feel that you remember it as well as I did but I feel like it's all a bit vague in your mind (laughs) it happened to you not me yeah well you were there so I can't remember whose idea it was, but we called over the waiter <laughs> and we were really excited and showing it to him saying, look, it's E.T. You were so excited, honestly. I really? remember this so well. And I'm not sure how it happened. We it was called over the you waiter. You did. You did. But I think it was you. You said, OK, OK, the waiter to have a look. I was think... it one of these things where I thought I thought we'd sort of got a good relationship with the waiter? <laughs> More so put, than we actually yeah, had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this think, happens to me a lot. I think yeah. exactly that. So I think there was some kind of language bar issue because he saw it, he apologised, and then he took the E2 mushroom away from me into the kitchen. <laughs> now, I think we thought that he was going to show it to everyone and then bring it back. But he never did. Oh, no. Never brought it back. i tell you why. I often Google E.T. face mushroom to check that he's not taken it on a lucrative world <laughs> tour or sold it for millions to a Saudi royal. Or Planet Hollywood. Yes. <laughs> I can't believe now that I didn't ask for it back. I think I think it was just too embarrassing. And it was before camera phones, so mm. just had to live on in my memory, just my memory as it turns out, not yours. I mean, I remember that it happened. Yeah. I couldn't remember where they took it my away. Like to, I, <laughs> My, there have been more sort of significant events in my life than yours. What, really? More than that? I just think sort of generally I've had a more exciting life than you have. But what's more exciting than this yeah, mushroom? Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, the second incident was also abroad mm. on the Chinese Maltese island of Gozo. I was holidaying there with my then boyfriend. It was summer 2009 and we were in a harbourside restaurant in Zlendi Bay. I've ordered a goat's cheese ravioli. I'm guessing, I don't remember, but I tracked down the restaurant on the internet <laughs> and, look, really? and looked at, I did, and I looked at their menu and that looked like the most likely thing that I'd order. It doesn't look like a menu that would have changed much since 2009. Oh, no, 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 no. So I'm waiting for my ravioli while having a glass of wine when a very familiar face arrives at the table next to us. No, not E.T.'s face on a mushroom. <laughs> Margaret Mountford. Now, I'm sure I don't need to explain to anyone who she is, but if anyone's got memory loss or anything, it was one of Lord Alan Sugar's psychics on The Apprentice. The terrifying, eye-rolling, withering put-downs Margaret Mountford sitting right by me with two other women. Well, I barely tasted the ravioli I ate, if that's what I did eat. <laughs> I was transfixed. The fifth series of The Apprentice had just finished and she was clearly giving her eyeballs a well-deserved rest from rolling with a lovely trip <laughs> to a small Mediterranean island. Sadly, she wasn't close enough for me to hear what they were talking about. Whether it was about Lord Alan Sugar's big fat sausage fingers pushing <laughs> open that glass boardroom door each week and not using the door handle, but probably. And I was too shy to go and ask. But... I did hear some very interesting words at the end of the meal. As I heard, I heard her ask the waiter for a doggy bag to take the leftovers home. Who does that on holiday? <laughs> I heard they had a mini fridge in their hotel. <laughs> but all this has made me think now that perhaps I should go to restaurants more often now that Love Island's finished anyway. Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port in a show called Adrift. Little Patreon update. Mm. So first the bad news. No advance has been made on the Adrift recipe plan. None. 
It lives on in our minds. It does. However, yeah. the Partners podcast oh, yes. is becoming a reality. Oh, my God. Not, not much longer do you have to wait. I'll tell you more about that next week. Yeah. But, yeah. but uh, I'm feeling excited to be able to tell you that it is now happening yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, so. um what else oh i just wanted to mention on the drifters facebook group that tiff set up uh, i always have a sort of nosy at that before we record the podcast and this came from jonathan chan who says i meant to put this on here for ages but keep forgetting every time i finish a podcast um it just doesn't seem to be properly finished Jeff, can you reinstate the mouse click at the end? I seem to be missing it. Oh, the mouse click. So this was when we used to podcast the radio show. We'd do the podications afterwards. Mm. And I'd press stop on the computer. But for whatever reason, you you could hear that. You mm. could hear the little click of me pressing stop. Um, and it must be the way I record now in my house is different. I, I guess you don't get to hear that anymore. Mm. But I did think maybe for Patreon subscribers, <laughs> I could do a compilation of mouse clicks. I'm not sure that's going to really... Be that much of an incentive, is it? I mean, I'm, I could be wrong. Like, I don't know, like a hundred, hundred clicks of the mouse, <laughs> different ones. Well, you could download and just yes, right, listen okay. to. Okay, well, it's worth thinking you could about. Do meditation, along, very along meditation, with... mindfulness. Listen to the mouse clicks. Well, think about it along with the recipe plan. Okay, you yeah. think it's a, you think it's a non-starter, don't you? Yeah. I'd, I'd click. Oh no, listen. No, I, I don't want to accidentally stop the podcast, but I think I can click my mouse now. I'm just going to point my microphone at it. There you go. There you go. It's good, is it? Listen. You might be able to hear my next door neighbour doing some construction work as well, so I should probably <laughs> stop that now. And we're still recording. Hey, I managed to not well completely mess up the recording. Uh, anyway, you know, if you, here's, here's the thing with the Patreon. So we've got the Partners podcast coming soon. The, mm. the recipe plan is, is going great guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really... Yeah. But if you are a Patreon supporter and you think, do you know what I would really like for my £2 a month or whatever you spend? Mm. Um, do let us know about it. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll consider anything. Oh, we're very flexible. Yeah. I mean, we'll consider anything. Mm, it it mm. considers the important word in the sentence. But, um, yeah, and if you don't support us on Patreon yet and you enjoy the podcast every week, really helps us out. It's the thing that enables us to keep doing the podcast and... Um, we, as I say, we're very thankful for it. You can go to patreon.com stroke adrift. Just a little bit of money, what you can afford every month. It just sort of helps us know where we're at and keep it going and so on. And we do this every week. And if you enjoy listening to it, it's a great way for you to kind of support us and make sure the podcast keeps arriving in your ears every Wednesday. Go to patreon.com stroke adrift. Lasers. This is Adrift with Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Moore. I'm a DJ. Okay, on to the incident. Now, Annabelle, I know your story was about eating out at restaurants and mm. you were saying that you don't like doing it that often. I really like doing it as, as and when I can. And last night, my wife and I went on a date to a restaurant, which I've been very keen to try for some time now. It's opened a few months ago. I've been like looking at the pictures of the food on Instagram, reading the blogs, looking at the reviews. And I was really keen to go to this place. Mm. Before I um, get into the, the, you know, the, the subject matter of the incident, I just wanted to show you a picture. Mm. This is, uh, this is inside the toilet at the restaurant last night. What, what? It's a very, very beautiful toilet roll holder. It is a nice toilet hole, uh, roll holder. And, and the reason I took a photograph of it, if, if you look, yeah. there's sort of, I guess, a shelf almost yeah. above the, the toilet roll. And I took that to be something for you to put your phone on uh... while you clean up down there, which I thought was a great addition to the toilet roll holder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, 
had a, what if I had a charger on it? That'd be that'd be oh, so, so amazing. So I've just good. invented something, yeah, haven't I? Yeah, that, I mean, that I'm could... patenting that now, so yeah. no one nick it. Yeah, this time next year. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the 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 incident that happened was the waiter. You know, sometimes we get a really charismatic waiter. Mm. He was one of those, just instantly warm to him, and um, he he talked us through the menu. And there were a couple of times when he said, oh, you've really got to try this. It's so good. I love it. Um, it's a really good dish. It's an explosion of flavour or whatever. I'm, these are my words, not his. Mm. But he did a very good job of selling his own personal recommendation on a couple of the dishes. Right. However, mm. not what I wanted to eat. Oh, God. What so did you do? Ended up ordering one of his recommendations oh, just yeah. because I wanted to keep him. I mean, it's happened yeah. to me before now where they read through all the specials and I'm a vegetarian. Mm, mm, mm. And I don't know if it would be rude to just say, you don't need to tell me about those. I'm, I'm not interested. That's meat. I will never eat it. I'm a vegetarian. We can just skip to the veggie specials if you like, save you a little bit of time. But when they're really sort of doing the hard sell or or really describing what's on the menu and sort of taking pride in mm, it, mm. it feels rude to stop them. Yeah, and then when when they then are sort of personally recommending, you've got to try this. This is my favourite, and e even if it's got stuff in it I actively dislike, <laughs> oh, no, yeah. I will then order it just out of politeness. Mm. So there were many things on the menu I didn't get to try. I ended up having a sizzler. What's a sizzler? You know when they bring out like a plate oh, of a food that's plate. been a sizzling yeah. plate, which it's a bit babyish, I think, a sizzler. Because... <laughs> Snap, crackle and pork. Let's look like well, that. they're selling the Noisy sizzle. Food. They're literally yeah. selling the sizzle, aren't they? It's yeah, like, yeah. oh, look at this food. It's sizzling. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. Oh, it's sizzling. Mm. So I ended up having a sizzler plate, which isn't necessarily what I wanted, just because I didn't want him to feel like I'd rejected his recommendation. Mm -mm. What is the best way to handle that situation? I find out in this week's The Incident. <laughs> Advice this week comes from actor and comedian Gabby Best. So, obviously he's charismatic, so mm. you've got to let yourself off the hook a bit because you were, you know, charismatic, possibly psychopathic. <laughs> you were, you were hoodwinked. But in that situation, what I would do is I would do a three-course rebuttal. So I would start by saying, oh, that sounds really lovely. Oh, yeah, that sounds... Mm. Then slide in a reason why you're not going to go for it. Then finish by saying, um, can I ask where you got your shoes from? Slash got your hair cut. <laughs> slash, slash bought your shirt. What you do then is you eat whatever you want. You enjoy your meal. You go away. You purchase the shoes or the shirt. You go back the following day. And you go in and say, yeah, great. So you 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 prove to him that you're not someone who routinely turns down recommendations. Yes. You've gone. You've got the shoes. Yeah. You've done it. But on this occasion, you did not want the sizzling veg. I mean, that, that sounds like a very good strategy apart from there is a gaping hole in the in the bit where i have to come up with a reason why i'm not going to take his recommendation oh i'm not one for paneer for instance <laughs> or i'm not one for vegetables i mean he will question that yeah vegetables yeah are, they're a huge business and especially since time? i am vegetarian and the other thing i would have ordered would have been <laughs> vegetable based okay okay then yeah. you're not one for sizzling it's as simple as that. The word sizzling. You, 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 you would eat the vegetables and the paneer if they came in any other form than sizzling. Yeah, I, 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 I find sizzling quite a childish concept. <laughs> it's a bit like TGI Fridays. Yes, it's all about the theatrics it? and, not, and not about the food. You're right. 
They've just stuck an adjective in front of what is potentially quite tasteless. Yeah, I said food. to Annabelle before they're literally selling the sizzle. That's that's what they're doing there, which is it's a, naughty, a really classic sales technique. And it's because they've got loads left over. That's why he's pushing it. I don't this is this is the it. thing. I don't know if this makes me a bad person, but if if anybody is over emphatic in their recommendation of anything, I don't yes. take them at face value. I don't think, oh, you you want to share your passion with me. I think it's about to go off, and you're trying to fob it fob me off. Well, I mean, you're absolutely right. Maybe that in that case, just look him cold in the eyes and go, "Is it your favourite? <laughs> <laughs> is it is it honestly your favourite?" You're saying and I should cross-examine him. <laughs> And then go, where'd you get your shoes? Yeah, as long as you <laughs> finish with that, I think you're going to be absolutely fine. Have you, have it's you, a problem, though. Have you ever worked in restaurants? Oh, yeah. For like Until very, very recently, actually. Yeah, yeah. I do. I've worked on the floor, up top, and then I've also worked in the basement. I basically worked at a bit of a um, knobby restaurant. I won't say the name. Mm. And they have like a two-tier hiring process. So it's like... Uh, upstairs downstairs but with looks so i was only ever allowed in the basement there because upstairs is all like ex-models and ex-ballerinas you so are I was, all, I was kidding no not not kidding but no. this is this is an unspoken hiring policy because they yeah. could get in trouble oh. but you can tell the difference when you go to oh work you see God, all the beautiful yes. people yes yes it's, it's, yeah everyone upstairs is stunning backless dresses glam you know their uniform is kind of quite glam downstairs i mean we're just you know um, (laughs) and sometimes the upstairs people will deign to come downstairs to like use the photocopier or something and we all it's like you know the queen's come to tea yeah (laughs) but you can you can never be seen above ground level Oh, I, I must wear a bag over my, not just my head, my whole body if I go upstairs. <laughs> if, I, if I have to go up to the restaurant, I must be shrouded. Yeah, completely. Yeah, swaddled. But um, it's, a tr- wow. it's very tricky. Does it, does it apply to the customers as well? Are the sort of less attractive ones well, seated downstairs? They're not allowed to say that, but I wouldn't put it past them. There's, there's wow. a, lovely corner, a lovely corner seat for you there, madam. You could, could just face the wall. <laughs> it's awful. It's awful. I I mean, ethically, I'm opposed to it, but, you know, it's quite a good hourly rate, so you've got to do what you've got to do. <laughs> and, and what about yeah. the recommendations policy? How, how do you feel when a customer rejects your recommendation then when you were working in restaurants? Well, the thing is, I think I would always have gone, oh, this is just my preference. I don't know what you like because I've got such low self-esteem that mm. I wouldn't even trust my own recommendation. I think if they're going in hard, then they're, they're probably not um, offendable, so I wouldn't worry about it. Do you see what I mean? If they're really going in confidently, they're going to they're going to bounce back from that. You don't have to worry about it. Whereas if I'd be more inclined, if it was someone going, oh, I'm, I mean, for me personally, I mean, if they're nervous about it, then you you got to eat what they say because they are just crippled with self doubt and you are kicking the boot in. <laughs> but if you can, um, the more confident they are, the freer you should feel to completely disregard almost everything they say. <laughs> That's a good rule for life. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be all right. He'll be fine. He's sizzling away. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
stop thinking, your mind begins to start loving. Adrift with Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Ports. Oh, touch it. I mean, it's, it's something that happened to me, which I was so surprised by. I was on a train at the weekend with two of my colleagues from the other podcast. Mm-hmm. Don't you think it's amazing that the other podcast, I can say two of my colleagues because there are like, four of them. Oh, you've got hundreds of people working on that one. <laughs> Whereas you are my colleague <laughs> yeah, on this podcast. Yeah, just me. It's me and you. Yeah, yeah. Bonnie and Clyde. Um, so, so I'm on a train with Lindsay and Emma and... Emma's bought like a whole picnic of food for us oh, to eat on Emma. the one hour train journey. Lovely. Um, and Lindsay has bought a bag of crisps right. and a tube of mints. I've brought nothing, so who am I to judge? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, the, the mints that Lindsay has brought onto the train are tree bore mints. Okay. So I say, oh, you know how you get them to last a bit longer, don't you? Right. And they say, oh, how? Yeah, how? I'm saying it as oh, well. Oh, you as well? What, what do you... T- tell me. I don't so, know. So this wasn't a thing in your playground. Tree ball mints are a minty bit stronger. Yeah. Nothing springs to mind after that. Put them in so, your knickers and they last a bit longer. Well, that's... that's is that a, what it is? That's a permutation I've never heard. What's your version? But, so we, we used to have tree ball mints are a minty uh, bit stronger. Stick them up your bum and they last a bit oh, longer. Oh, much more crude than my one. My one didn't involve well, it the It depends on the state of your knickers, really, doesn't <laughs> it? I mean, <laughs> I, to be honest, I have no idea where that came from. I didn't have that memory, but it came out of my mouth. Yeah. Um, I mean, because the last bit longer, how did I know that? Yeah. Know. Well, th- well, this is a weird thing to me. Where do these things come from? Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this before, but um, like people, when we were on the radio, we'd sometimes ask about this kind of thing. And it doesn't matter if you grew up in Scotland or in Cornwall. Mm. People tended to know the same playground yeah, rhymes. Yeah, yeah. How did they spread? Yeah, where where does that Before come? the internet as well. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure. Like on the TV, they weren't singing tree ball mints are no. a minute bit stronger. Stick them up your bum and they last a bit longer. <laughs> like, so where is that coming from? <laughs> like this intricate, you know, like in um, uh, sort of ancient Britain, they'd have a system where they'd have different fires on the tops of different <laughs> hills yeah, yeah. to pass warning from one village to the next or whatever. Is there something like that with playground rhymes? Yeah. Anyway, but I, I did think you get blank stares. By the way, I did. But, yeah, a bit younger than imagine Lindsay never. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, Emma's squarely a millennial, right? So, uh, yeah, it was a little embarrassing. I, th- I then, <laughs> I then tweeted about it. I put, oh, yeah. um, I'm on a co- on a train with two friends. Um, one has tree ball mints. I asked how you make them last a bit longer. They both gave me blank looks. If you know how, reply. And I was in undertaken with people just saying, "Stick them up your bum or stick them up your ass," and they last oh. a bit longer. Any other stick them in your knickers? No, you're oh. the only stick them in your knickers. Yeah, really? I don't know. Very, very oh. weird. Um, Anyway, so that was that little thing I just wanted to mention. The other thing that I wanted to mention here was, uh, again, from the Drifters Facebook group. Mm. This was from Catherine McCullough. This caught my eye. She said, I just went to check out of a and b The lady who owns it stuck out her hand for me to hand her the keys, and I shook it. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> it is a lovely group, this thing. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of people sharing the kind of stories in miniature that we do on the podcast. Mm. And, uh, you know, aside from it being somewhere for me to go and think, oh, that'd be a good thing to talk about. I think if you enjoy the podcast and you want to meet like-minded individuals, it is an excellent place to do so without having to meet them in real life and have all mm. the kind of awkwardness that a drifter would have in that situation. So it's called the, I think it's called the Drifters, the official Adrift discussion group. Excuse me, do you have any wood? Jeff Lloyd, Annabelle Port, Adrift. Ooh, I'm in the stream. Time now for Quandary Corner at the Glap Clinic in Problematic. It's the Rural School Knowledge College. There we go. Got them all. Roxanne says, I have a story for Quandary Corner, etc. That's a good way of saying it. Mm-hmm. I'm on a plane and I had the middle seat. There are two late teens sitting either side of me that know each other. Once I realise this, I offer to switch seats so they can sit together, but they refuse. What? However, then, throughout the flight, they continue to speak over me while I'm trying no, to settle in and watch no, a movie. No, but no. this isn't the worst of it. Later in the flight, one of them gets out their phone and says to their friend, let's take a selfie. I'm still sat in the middle looking straight ahead and pretending to watch the movie. There is no way I'm not in that selfie looking intensely focused on the seat in front of me. (laughs) What should I have done in that situation? Should I have offered to get out of their way? Should I have insisted on giving up my seat? I chose to pretend none of this was happening. But what was the right move? Oh, I mean, this is an this you you were in a terrible, terrible situation here you've because you've asked. They've said no. Yeah, because basically, it, I mean, if you you were a different type of person, which none of us are, mm. it, it's not an ask; it's a tell situation. They can't have the cake and eat it. Mm-mm. So one of them wants the window seat, and one of them wants the aisle seat. I understand that. Oh, I is always, that what's going on? Yeah, I always uh, want the aisle seat, and and if not, you want the window seat. Right. The, the, the the middle seat is, I believe, what they call the bitch seat. Oh, do they? Um, mm. But it, it, so there kind of try as i say having the cake and eating it yeah I'll t- we'll have the good seats but then they can't just sort of t- i've been in that situation where i've been with my wife and mm. you know i've i've reserved online the window in the aisle in the hope that nobody's going to come and sit in between yeah, us yeah. but if they do you just have to swallow that yeah, yeah. how old were these people they say the late teens late teens mm. i mean they they don't know the uh the, the rules obviously and it, it's just a shame you're not the type of person to be able to teach them rules, but but neither am I. You know, you. I don't think any of us would have done anything. You've got to know your own limitations. You just once you've once you've asked and they've said no, you just have to ignore them. Yeah, and I mean, you could have tried to ruin their photo in a passive aggressive kind of way. Any suggestions? You know, pulling faces, right, right, rolling your eyes, yeah, yeah. Um, but in, if anything, that just makes it better for them. Yeah. Ignore, you have to ignore them. Yeah. I don't know if there's sort of any grassing them up to the cabin crew that could have been done. No, because they weren't doing anything terrible. No, but I, I really, I mean, I, I, this has made me quite angry. I can tell, yeah. Because, like, we all want the good seats. Mm-hmm. But you can't behave like that with somebody in between the two no, of you. No, no. Inappropriate. So so really you're saying that the, if, if you have the confidence, the way to do it is is to, as soon as you realise, say, oh, right, I tell you what, I'm going to swap with you because you're friends and just force them into it. Well, I think if they were both sitting quietly, not interacting, mm. and, you know, you didn't, you barely knew they were friends, mm, mm. Th- they would be fine to carry on like that. But the second they start talking over you... yeah. 
I, I think you should say something. I don't know if I would be able to do it. Say, oh, listen, if you two are going to talk over me, I'd, I'd rather switch seats. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's... that's <laughs> the photo the as do. well, taking the photo. Yeah. Oh, I mean, again, you could have said... I, I don't want to be in this. I, d- I don't want to be in your photos. If you want to take, if you want to be taking photos, then we need to switch seats. Mm-mm. But it's a it's a braver person than I am who yeah. would be able to do that. I think Roxanne, especially you, from teens. Yeah, exactly. Late teens. Yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah. She did the right thing, basically. You did, but I, I'm I'm extremely angry on your behalf, Roxanne. I can tell. <laughs> okay, let's move on to Liz. Yeah, I would like some clarity on a social situation. I'm sure many of us drifters face quite regularly. Instead of just going straight out and asking the question, I will set a recent scene for you where this quandary once again reared its ugly head for me. I was at a large music festival near my hometown of Neon, near Geneva, Switzerland. I was there with my husband and pre-teen and teen children. At this music festival, there are over 300,000 visitors over the week, so you get an idea of how big it is. There are lots of bars set up and food trucks, places to eat, and people go as much for the music as for the socialising and eating. We go every year to this festival and as it's our local festival, we constantly run into people we know or arrange to meet up with friends. This particular evening, my husband got a text from a good friend. Hey, we're over at such and such a bar. Why don't you come over with everyone? So off we all troop to said bar. My husband's friend, who is my friend too, but you know what I mean. In any potential divorce, he would keep his friend. (laughs) He was there with his brother and his brother's wife, plus another friend of the brother. Basically nice people, but first time I met them, except for the friend, of course. We chat and come on the evening's lineup. My kids ask for money to go and get soft drinks and off they go. We stand for a bit more chatting and another friend of the brother joins the group. So now there is me, my husband, husband's friend, brother of friend, wife of brother, and now another friend. I desperately want a beer and it becomes apparent that everyone else also needs a drink too. Their beer glasses are all empty. Everyone looks at me anticipation. Oh, are you going to the bar? The brother says. What do I do in this situation? Do I offer to buy everyone a beer? Basically total strangers. Nice total strangers, but still strangers. Beers at this festival are not cheap. Uh, I said, yes, of course. What would everyone like? And took yeah, orders through gritted did, teeth, yeah. inwardly bitching yeah. and moaning about why on earth do I have to buy all these people yeah. drinks? One huge drinks payout later, I come back with everyone's drinks. They're all graciously accepted with many thank yous. Then brother of friend and wife leave. And of course, we don't get our beer owed to us. Mm. Well, that's how I see it in my tiny social <laughs> Auckland mind. Why do I find this situation so frustrating, embarrassing, annoying? And why do I always seem to be the sucker buying the round of drinks with people I only half know? This has happened to me several times mm. before. What is the correct etiquette in this situation? It all goes goes for coffee, tea, juice, smoothies, when you run into friends of friends at a cafe or however. How do you politely say, I'm going to go and get myself a drink, but no one else, sorry. Mm. It's not the financial side of it. It's more the etiquette and intense frustration I feel in these situations when no one else steps forward and says, oh, no, you don't have to buy me a drink. It's okay, I'll get my own. What is wrong with people? (laughs) All right, first, first things first. I completely understand your frustration. Yep. However, yep. I think the round system balances out over a lifetime. That's such a great way to look at it. Yeah. Such a great way yeah. to look at it. Uh so so that's sort of my take. But you're quite tight. So I think yeah, and, and you you sort of would res- you know, I you'd would. feel a lot of resentment in this situation. So maybe you're a better person to answer. Yeah, just sit there. Just sit there and, and go thirsty. <laughs> Until someone says do you want a drink? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'd love one, thanks. <laughs> it's, not, it's just the 
having to buy loads of drinks, I would like that would have cost her what, like fifty pounds? No, yeah, maybe probably. Not that much. Well, forty pounds, thirty pounds. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Switzerland's expensive. Yeah, I, I, I do think it sort of evens out. Like I say, it evens out over a lifetime. Now you've said that. I'm going to, in that situation, repeat that to myself because mm. that, I do feel better now you've said that. Yeah. Said that. Um, that being said, I think there is an exception um, if, if you, you're hard up. Yeah. Uh, I think you can in that situation say, oh, things are a bit tight at the minute, so I'm just going to get my own. So, this is what I do sometimes. I'll say, I'll say to one person, like, like for example, the husband situation, I'm like, I'm, I'm just going to go to the bar, do you want a drink? Then I'll sort of go, you've all got drinks, haven't you? And then... <laughs> Something along, even if it's only like anything like more than a quarter full or half full, I accept that you've already, you've got drinks, don't you? You, you don't need a drink, do you? I've done that before. You don't need drinks. You don't do need. You? You don't, you've all got drinks, haven't you? It's a leading question, if ever there was. Or one. I'll just, I'll just, yeah, I'll just, I'll just go and get the two drinks and come back and just, and it's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. Yeah. You have to be quite brave to do it. Yeah. But I'd rather be embarrassed and spend thirty pounds. You would. I think so. I don't know. I'm saying that and I'm really cringing inside at myself. Yeah. I think in the future, I'm just going to go with it. Balances out in a lifetime. I, I do think it does. But, and, but the exception being, if you, if you skin, then yeah. I think people understand. Yeah. Um, all right. If you have um, a social situation where you need to know the rules for Quandary Corner, etc., mm. as it shall henceforth be known, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you can email us hello at adriftpodcast.com. And that was our podcast. Thanks for listening. Rate and review us on iTunes. But remember, if you don't have anything nice to say, then it's best to say nothing at all. You can also support us with your kind financial donations too on Patreon. Patreon.com stroke adrift. Thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music during the incident. And thank you for the advice to the brilliant... Gabby Best. Gabby is such a funny comedian. If you're in London this August, you can see her show, 10,432 Sheep at the Camden Fringe Festival. I can't recommend Gabby highly enough. Treat yourself. Go out and see her. Gabby Best. Vince Lynch and Simon Wilcox are our announcers and made our idents. Patrick Gunning and Iwana Babu provided technical support. Kim Rainey made our artwork and Carla Gowlett took the photos. If you haven't yet shared your story of social ineptitude with me, Annabelle, and your fellow drifters, then you really must do so. Hello at adriftpodcast.com. And finally, RIP Mushroom That Looked Like E.T. Adrift. This comes from Andy Gladwin, who says, Hi, Jeff and Annabelle. Hi. Hi. I'm writing in at the behest of my 10-year-old, Ptolemy, who, when listening today, when driving back from the Christie to your 4th of July episode, was howling with outrage that you could suggest that your 12-year-old listener in Spain might be your youngest.
Mm. Symptonomy is 10. Um, I know you like some backstory, so here is is how Toll became a fan. It was almost 12 months ago that Toll was diagnosed with a brain tumour, and so last summer was spent at Manchester Children's Hospital and Older Hay having the thing chopped out, followed by three months in Jacksonville, Florida, undergoing proton beam therapy, and it was on a trip from Jacksonville to Florida that I put on a drift, and Toll was hooked. Oh, Toll. Oh, Toll. A huge thank you to, at this point to all at the NHS who looked after Toll. They were fantastic, and in spite of the circumstances, it was a wholly positive experience. That's a, an amazing thing to say, you know. Right. Um, I mean, as a, as a family, that's quite something to go through and yeah. just wonderful that, that, you know, you were so well looked after and that that's, that's the way that you think of it. Uh, car journeys now start with, put on a drift, it's well good. <laughs> Not quite sure why he likes it so much, as unlike <laughs> his dad, he is the most socially confident of creatures. Perhaps he just enjoys listening to trials and tribulations of those less fortunate than himself. <laughs> There, I've spoken to friends before now who are like us, and then they've gone on to have these really sort of well-adjusted, confident children, and right. they don't understand why the kids are so great. Um, Tol, on hearing of your ten, uh, 12-year-old listener in Spain, demanded, I write to let you know he is out here, as Tol is probably the polar opposite to most of your listeners. Um, he doesn't have any socially embarrassing encounters to pass on and isn't bothered about receiving a title, although I think midshipman... Would suit him. Very nice. Oh, I like that. I grant that. Midshipman Ptolemy Gladwin. Love it. Um, We were excited to hear the possibility of a live show at the Trades Trades Club in Hebden Bridge. If it happens, then Toll is coming. If the Trades Club doesn't happen, then how about Dobcross Band Club? A tad more convenient for Toll, just thinking about his bedtime. I must um, get in touch with uh, the Trades Club. We've Mm. got to do that. Sorry, I've I've dropped the ball on it a little bit. I'll tell you what it was. They suggested December, and I just thought, oh, people have got a lot on in December in the run-up to Christmas. And then I was thinking, well... Because that that's when they're booking. Uh, and then I was thinking, well, then then when it gets to January, people are skint. Mm. And also for people who will be travelling to Hebden Bridge, um, I imagine at that time of year, the roads can get a bit uh, oh, yeah. tricky yeah, yeah. up there. That's not good. Yeah. So so it's not something I'm not thinking about, mm. but uh, I, need to, um, I need to be a bit more decisive. Okay. Okay. No, 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 Annabelle didn't jump in and say, well, you know, I, I could help out with that. Help out make, with what? Making that decision for you. No, no, I think it's very much something that you, that you would enjoy doing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to take it from you. Uh, Toll was very excited to hear that you're thinking of doing merchandise and has a suggestion. He fancies a hoodie with socially inept on the back. <laughs> Give him a break. He's only 10 and has no conception <laughs> as to how horrifying wearing such a garment is to the average drifter. I, love I don't it. know. It's, I love like it. a, it's like a signal yeah. to people, isn't don't it? Don't talk to me. Yeah, yeah. If you uh, do, this is what's going to happen. Yes, yeah. I, th- I don't think it's a, a bad idea. No, I don't. I really liked the idea of doing some kind of merchandise with the phrase shyness is nice on it. Mm. And then a friend of mine who is um, more legally minded than I am suggested that maybe Morrissey and Marr could stop that. They're not the type. Yeah, I'm especially not Morrissey. <laughs> he doesn't seem at all litigious, does he? No. Um, to come back to where this all started, Toll got a stable diagnosis at the Christie today, which Wee. is good news. 
he's going. Going Everyone is going again. Oh my god. All the time I'm going. Going all the time these days. I know. Last night. So um, I did finally get to go and see Mamma Mia 2. Did you cry? Cried as it started. What? Nothing had happened. Oh my god. I told you about when we were, uh, I guess, uh, nine or ten years old, our school took us to see E.T. at the cinema. Mm. And we'd all heard it was a sad film. So we're all there in a row with the teacher. And and I I started crying as it started, you know, as the as it came up, 20th Century Fox or whatever, whoever it is. And then because I was crying, the other kids were crying. And like there's all these oh kids god. crying and nothing's even happened. <laughs> Poor teachers. Yeah. Uh, I'm so pleased. I'm just so thrilled for you. Well done, Toll. Uh, Toll got a stable diagnosis at Christie today, which is uh, good news. And after recently starting growth hormone therapy, has started to grow upwards rather than outwards. Maybe that's what I need. (laughs) Keep up the work and please say hello to Toll or we will never hear the end of it. Pleasure to do so. And uh, I hope we see you in um, Hebden Bridge. Yeah. This one's from John Williams. I have to say, just before I move on to this one, like I, I felt I'd done, a, 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 I'd been so stoic in the first part of that email. Yeah, you were doing really well. I thought he's not going to crack. He's going to. I was, yeah. I was swall- swallowing oh. it down. Be stoic. Be British. Stiff upper lip, and then by the end, mm. it's because my cold sores back on my stiff upper lip. Oh, is it? It's affecting <laughs> things. Yeah. Bloody Lynn Barron. Oh, no. Have we heard from her recently? No. Weird. Mm. Um, I mean, I've heard from her because she's my mother-in-law. Yeah, and yeah. Bit, you know, in a drift capacity. John Williams says, Hiya. Hiya. It's taken me one month to binge my way through all the episodes and I finally listened to episode 47, my favourite number, <laughs> on the 22nd of July. How much do I owe you on Patreon? Because I haven't signed up yet, but intend to. Uh Seriously, I hear if you get done for drink driving in Sweden, you get fined a proportion of your earnings. I mean, that is real sort of zero tolerance stuff in Sweden mm. with the drink driving, I remember. Um, yeah, very good. Uh, I feel like I've done a crime all this listening and no supporting. Maybe you should bring in these sorts of rules for your listeners, just in case Tom, uh, you want Tom to stop working and stuff. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Don't want him around the house all day. How would he? Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, like I'm always saying, I think, you know, I'd, I'd love Sarah's career to burgeon in such a way that I wouldn't have to work. Mm. I don't think I would include this in work. I think this this I would keep doing. Oh, good. Isn't good. that nice? Yeah, that's lovely. I don't think I've ever been able to say that about any no, of wow. my endeavours before yeah. now, but I think this I would keep doing. Good. Um, probably the other one as well. Oh. Really, but, but especially this. <laughs> okay, good. As long yeah. as especially this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If this podcast and the other podcast were drowning. Yeah, you save this one. <gasps> yeah, I would, yeah. Oh, don't tell it. Yeah. Although, as I said earlier, there are more people working on the earth. It wouldn't be the people, it'd just be the podcast. <laughs> okay, okay. Glad we cleared that. <laughs> he's mean to me, Ed, anyway. Is he? Yeah, like he's always mm. insulting my clothes. What? He told me, then this is from a man who dresses like man at CNA, <laughs> even though CNA hasn't existed in this country for I don't know how many years. He's always like giving, he's always like making quips about what I'm wearing. He told me I look like a children's entertainer on Saturday. Oh, what were you wearing? Like a stripy jumper and. I don't know, a, dotty, a dotty shirt. Oh, <laughs> yeah. what's wrong with that? Yeah. And, I, mean, I, I never criticise your clothes. No, you don't. No, not, not externally. Anyway. <laughs> um, where are we? Uh, uh, th- oh, uh, John adds, this sounds like I'm loaded, which I'm definitely not. <laughs> so, uh, you know, support your support in listening to the podcast is enough. 
Um, but now that you've consumed everything to date in one month, in one month, wow, then... it's actually quite intense. To listen to that many in a month, if you think but about it, he's not it. the only one. Somebody else, uh, the surname, I think he's called. Mark, I've not got the right browser open at the moment, but I think he's called Mark Hector. Oh yes, uh, is that the right name? Yeah, no, no. That, that he's he features earlier in the show. Oh right, well, yeah, yeah. He's he's just done the same thing. Really? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, John adds. This isn't our John, is yes, it? Yes, the John Williams. Oh. I told you when you were going to realise. We well, know him. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. So, okay, okay, okay. So, John Williams. Uh, I, I thought it might be the composer, John Williams. At no, first. I, see, I worried you'd be confused, but he does go on to say. So, if you keep no, reading, no, no, well, no, I just no. saw this ne- next. Um, no, no. Sentence. He says, "I actually worked with you, Annabelle and Jeff, loosely back in the Virgin days, mm. and saw a light in Annabelle. So I'm so glad you two got together professionally. So, um, oh, that's so nice. Yeah, jo- John is like I love John. I've, I've, feel like did you know him beforehand or something was there some uh, weird connection yeah he he is the sister of one of my friends university friends oh uh, i just love him he, he's um, he's the brother or anyway you know right what I mean. yeah I get it's what obvious mean. what i mean <laughs> he's just the best person i'd love to see him again yeah. he's one of the only people i've ever met in my life for whom sort of athleticism is or was a big passion mm. that i've ever got on with because often that as oh. a uh as a as a characteristic is not something that's very appealing yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah. He's one of the great things great. about him, and, this, and something I always remember is if anyone says to him, "What do you do?" meaning like work wise, yeah. he always goes, "Well, I really enjoy like water sports, like," and he just lists his hobbies. He's like, like he doesn't define himself by his job. And yeah, I love that, and and that consequently has led to a little sort of friction in my marriage oh. because quite early on, when Sarah moved over here, she'd always be like sort of uh, in a social situation, be asking people what they do for a living. Mm. And I'd say to her, ask, ask something else. Don't, you know, some people don't like to be defined by what they do for right. a living, and that's all because of John Williams. No way! Yeah, you remember that too. Yeah. That's amazing. The last time I saw him, or the, the couple of times ago when I saw him, and it, it, it's been a long time. I think mm. John started a family and stuff since then. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, he told me some really funny story about like having an altercation with a bus driver or, or oh. something, thing or defending some. I can't remember. I can't remember. Oh, but maybe he sent us an email. He's. With a, it. he's such a great person. He is, he is. Um, so what's he say? I still cringe to this very day uh, thinking about when Jeff came back from a few weeks off sorting out his alcoholism issues. I didn't know that at the time. I also appreciate that you don't just sort alcoholism in a few weeks. Uh, you have it for life. Um, he came into reception and I said, all right, Jeff, fancy a quick drink before you go on air. Do you remember that? I don't remember. I mean, no. Oh. I mean, no. So, John, I mean, just what you'd say, I have no memory That's of that great. happening. That's great. You don't it, remember it. didn't it. affect. But John was one of the people. So I knew him. I don't think I, I think I knew you sort of literally the day after I stopped drinking or just. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas John, I used to go drinking with. Mm. So he would have seen me at my messiest. Mm. Um, so no wonder he wanted to know if I wanted to go for a quick drink. Because <laughs> I always did. Right. Uh, oh, God, the cold sweats about you awkwardly said, not sure that's the best idea and, and hid. Oh. I'm sorry, so sorry. You really didn't need that. Uh, don't, John. It's it funny how this, this is a thing yeah, that he still yeah. thinks about, but you don't yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, you know, I don't. Some people have said insensitive things to me over the years. Mm. Like I was at a wedding. I was probably like seven or eight years sober at that point. And I was on a table with somebody I'd only known when I was drunk. Mm. And they started going, God, see him. He used to be the funniest person you'd ever met when he was drinking. Now he's oh. such a boring bastard. So like, rude. I know, I know, I know. Oh, they're just a rude person. <laughs> um, 
Oh, he says, oh, God, I also might have upset Annabelle once at V Festival. I'm such a terrible person. I don't remember that. So there you go. No. Um, he says, I wasn't in a good place then. And I left and went around the world after that. I hope I'm a better person now. I just don't think of John as being somebody who wasn't in a good place. I mean, if you were, you know, you know what was going on inside your own head, John. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you're just always such a wonderful person to be around. And, you know, my memory has got terrible as the years have gone on. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of people I've worked with, I've just got no memory of at all. But I just think of John as one of the greats. Yeah. Um, Annabelle, congratulations. So when did you last speak or see John? Uh, well, we, as he goes on to say, we had babies around his third baby and my first one. We had around the same time. So, yeah, we've been in contact because oh, neither great. of our babies slept. So we, uh, were, we used to compare notes a lot. OK, let me let me move on then. Um, Annabelle, congratulations with the birth of Rudy. I guess you've survived nearly a year now. Mm. Our third, Jesse, boy, is also one in September. Rudy, is Rudy early October? Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you want a joint party. I actually think the same birthday as Christian Horsfield's son, Drifter from episode five. That's what you get from binge listening. You Isn't remember, it? remember yeah. details like that. Actually, I can highly recommend a good binge listen. Uh, it's like I've been away on a fun-filled holiday with you both, and I actually have two friends. It's oh. like we've all been in Love Island together. Oh, God, if only. <laughs> <laughs> I really haven't done anything but listen to you, except work or help my wife Leanne with sorting out three kids under five. Plus, I'm quite sleep-deprived, so it feels weird listening to something else apart from you two. Uh, a bit like having a Christmas cracker hat on too long <laughs> taking it off <laughs> feeling like you're still wearing a hat <laughs> that's, that's great so amazing. I don't know if I've ever heard anyone articulate that before that's brilliant John Williams what yeah. a joy to hear from him yeah. uh, this email is sounding really stalky please don't worry if you think I intend to trap you for a real week away, real weekend away it won't happen I'd love to so see would John. I. I'd love it so much. My birthday, Nina, will be five on the 10th of August. So I'm wondering if you can get a quick, enthusiastic happy birthday to her for me to play her. Um, this will be forced listening, so I can't claim the youngest listener through choice. Mm. Well, we know that's Ptolemy yeah, now, don't we've got, we? We've got a tenure. Right? Um, clearly, your shout out will be the highlight for her. She's not interested and asks for every advert on Channel 5 in the morning. <laughs> so, uh, I'm sure she uh, requested a happy birthday from Jeff and Annabella as her only present. <laughs> well, I wonder if I, maybe I can get a musical instrument down to. Oh, okay. This bit. Bear with me a second. Standing up. Uh, stylophone, all that thing I blow into. Which one? Stylophone. Let's see. It's not very loud, is it? Mm. Turn it up. It's the volume on the side. There we go. John will remember the style of film from the old Pete and Jeff days, I imagine. I think I've started too high. I'm going to just. Oh, God, what key can I transpose it into? That's into the train. Birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Nina. Happy birthday to you. I couldn't work out whether that was me that was up It was me. Oh, it was right, me. right. Yeah. Oh, okay, we'll leave it there. Happy birthday, Nina. Yay! And uh, that's this week's podcast. Um, where, where is John now? Like Hastings or somewhere? Uh, right? Bournemouth way. Bournemouth yeah, yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. Ah, well, I'd love love to see John. Um, so let's try and make that happen. We could mm. all go to soft play together. Yeah. It's really, you know, it must be almost sort of soft play compatible. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, then oh, we should yeah. be hanging out yeah. more oh, in real yeah. life. Yeah. Annabelle. Mm. You know, um, 
Okay, that was the latest edition of the podcast. If you would like a podication, email hello at adriftpodcast.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.